UnionPowerRadio.com. The facts, dates, and events presented in this video are from the member's best recollection and may not be fully accurate. This video is intended for entertainment purposes only. Always consult with your local union about your rights and duties at your workplace. The opinions shared on this video are our own and do not necessarily represent my employer's positions, strategies, or opinions. All views shared are protected under the National Labor Relations Act. Nice. You are now in tune with the boss of the business, the What the Heck Show, on UnionPowerRadio.com. Stop me now, all you haters out there. We're gonna be talking about some haters out there. That's right. You can hate me now. You can hate me now. But I won't stop now. That's right. You're listening to the What the Heck Show here on Union Power Radio today, December 10th, 2003. And I got some haters out there, and we're going to be talking about those haters out there, and they're going to stay hating, they're going to be hating, and they're going to stay the way they are for the future to come. And I'm talking about that uh, Teamster Link, whatever fucking haters club. I call it the haters club because that's all haters there. Those are the people that always hate the union talk shit about the union, but they still work for the union and they still paying union dues. Nothing could satisfy them. And that's in the Teamster Link. Teamster Link, I believe it's called, is is it's just a bunch of fucking haters there. And that's all I gotta say. Last week's show, I fucked up. And I'm gonna be the first one to say I fucked up. I was going to post it from the YouTube. I don't know what the fuck happened. It never happened to me before. And I just can't find the fucking show, which is bad for me. All I heard was, oh, uh, Path or whatever his name is, came and called me and told me to take it off the air. No, that wasn't the fucking case because that's not the way I roll here, haters. You can hate me now. That's right, haters. And then uh, what, I, what they were saying on Teams the Link or whatever, the haters link. I call it the haters link because it's nothing but haters link. It's Dan Costello, the biggest hater in the Teamster Union in the fucking whole United States. And then you have other people there that just have no names to their fucking 
this is this this is why I call it the haters uh, link because they don't put their real name. The only one that has a real name is Dana Castello. That's the only one. Everybody else is named Jazz something or up the ass. I don't know what they fuck they write, but they always write the different names because they want to hide their identity because they're not straight up. They don't can't tell you shit, and then they don't want the reactions from it. But that's the haters link, which is the Teamster, a.k.a. the Teamster link, which is all haters. If you're in that link, then I guess you're a hater or you like to listen to the haters or you like to see what they say, what the haters is. And one of them uh, puts put up a post on one of my uh, Facebook because I put up Sean O'Brien going to do this contract uh this contract uh, webinar, which this webinar was fucking fucked up also. It was only they were only letting 500 people in. And when you let a rinky dink TDU run your web webinar, you're going to get only 500 people in there. IBT has money. IBT don't need these T TDU to do the webinar for them. Uh, Sean O'Brien, come on, man. You're the IBT. You should have more than enough funds in there to have a webinar that's bigger than 500 people. And that's because thanks to TDU and their little fucking budgets. And that's what fucked it up. A lot of people couldn't get into the to the meeting. I couldn't get into it. I tried as hard as I can many, many, many times and just wouldn't let me in because they only allowed 500 people to go into that room. And that's fucked up because we have... <laughs> We have 1.3 million Teamsters, 360,000 Teamsters of UPS. And if you know you have 360,000 Teamsters, at least 100, uh, at least 3,000 or 4,000 are going to show up into that meeting. So you have to have a room bigger to to get everyone in there, not a 500 uh, room for 500 people. But I think it was all a setup, whatever the case may be. And if you have a rinky-dink little TDU running it, of course, shit's going to happen. And shit does happen. Shit happens here in the radio show. That it's some shot, sometimes shit goes wrong and I have to recorrect it. Just like last week, I have to recorrect. I'm still trying. YouTube is trying to find it for me. They said there was a big error. I don't know what the fuck the error is. I hope it don't happen this week with this show. Local elections. And uh, I, I also got a, a text message from someone about a letter that was sent to local um, 639, which is the local that's having a problem with the force six-day punch. Here in Local 804, we don't have that rule, so no one gets forced into a six-day punch. But other locals do have that rule. Uh, they don't have that rule, actually, because it was in the contract for no one to be forced on a six-day punch. And it's happening. And it's happening because this company runs all over the fucking goddamn contract. And this is why I said we should have held up a little bit longer and strike these motherfuckers for a little while until they learn not to fuck with the contract. Now that their contract is settled and done with, of course, they're going to violate the contract. And um, I don't know who's on the uh, the Zoom, but can you guys uh, introduce yourself and who you are? Hello? Hey, what's going on, Hector? What's up, This is Chris Pive out of Local 639. I'm a steward and uh, oh, activist in the, from the Landover building. Oh, cool. So you're, you're one of them from this letter here. 
that it was sent to your local about the six eight punch, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm so one of them. What's going on there? Why, why, why? If it's in the contract that you can't be forced in, why are they still doing it? Um. Well, we've been hearing a lot of different things from different people over the last couple of weeks. Um, what we're essentially being told is the reason they can still do it is because of the last sentence in the MOU that was signed in July. Um, and then also the company is still claiming that a lot of these buildings in our local, um, as of actually, as of this past Saturday, we found out it's all but one building now that, uh, is everyone's being forced in their entirety from all seniority and the RPCDs. Um, but we're being told that essentially the company can claim that these buildings are unresolved. Um, and until they have a solution negotiated between the local uh, word of the committee and um, the company, we have, we have to keep working for six days until something comes, comes together. Well, that just sucks. That just sucks to be forced to be in a six day here in local 804. We never had that language and they don't force anyone for six points. But you know what? They don't have to get forced. These guys come in anyway on a six day punch. I mean, it's, it's, it's it, it gives me agita when I see someone that's, you know, that comes in on a six day punch and and those Tuesday to Saturday guys uh, are working, you know, on Saturday and, and they have the right to come in on a six day punch and just fuck up the whole Saturday by being top, take the top great the uh, routes you know by seniority they get to bump these guys down to the you know bad um routes and i don't like it at all i i personally don't like it but it's a seniority thing and it is what it is i i don't like the fact that six day punch guys come in and and take over on a saturday when you have a tuesday to saturday guy that works you know that that day he's supposed to be there and um He's he's supposed to have the right to pick you know a route by his seniority, but when you have the six day punch guys coming in, they take away the, you know they got to go to the bottom of the list because they don't have the seniority, and I just don't like that. I think that anyone that comes in on a six day punch should be picking from the bottom of the list. They should let all the Tuesday to Saturday guys pick, and then the six day punch that's extra work. That's my opinion. We don't do it here. But I, you know, I, I, if I had, if I had the right to change the bylaws and change the 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 littering of uh, the lettering of uh, six day punch guys coming in, and that would be me. But yeah. here, here it is. What it is we do it by seniority order? If you come in on a six day punch for your extra day, you get to pick on seniority order. Um, so, what is your local doing about this? Uh, about how long this? this been going on since the contract's been ratified or i think i can answer i'm carl reekers i'm i'm a steward in the same building as chris hey what's up carl um but honestly so the four six punch has been a big issue in our area for since the last contract right chris and i are actually in a position we've been four six days a week for over four years now um and the local has you know tried to negotiate in the 60 days allotted in article 11 under the weak language in article 11 1a um and the company has dragged their feet the whole 
the whole way. So initially they didn't want to respond. They didn't respond to the local. Um, and then when they did respond, they had, you know, um, what we were told, cause we don't know the exact proposals, we, which is something I wish the local would tell us, but that the company has basically just said no to the proposals and is not negotiating. There's no give and take. It's just, there's like, no, we want this. And the local says, well, we want this. And the company's saying, nope. So what is we're not moving? So what is happening if a guy doesn't come in on a six day? What happened? Do they discipline? I yes. I got two Article Seven terminations right now. Really? Yeah. Even though we have it in our language that is no four six day, they still trying they still trying to terminate people for not. Yeah, every week we have a line of people on Mondays. I think we had fifteen people on Monday that were issued discipline. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Someone's talking, but you got you got to raise your hand because we can't talk over each other. I'm gonna mute you, and you're ready to talk. I don't know who that is, but uh, yeah. So they are disciplining the the members, and and how many are they, they gonna? What they're gonna do? The everyone? They're gonna fire everyone because they don't come in on the sixth day? Well, well they're, but they're, sorry, Carl. Go ahead. By the time they hear any of this discipline, it'll hopefully be resolved. And we don't foresee much of this discipline going anywhere, but they're building the paper in people's files. Let me ask you a question. Uh, so a lot of drivers are upset about getting forced in on six state, correct? Absolutely. So you guys, I don't know if you guys got Black Friday. Do you got Black Friday in your local? <laughs> it's a working holiday. It's a, yeah. it's a working holiday. It's not a holiday. Like, it's not like a volunteer thing. Like, if you want to come in and make the triple time, if you want to stay home and do the eight hours, that's that's not how it is no. in your local? No. Nope. Until we have to report. Wow. Because yep. that's the day that you will do everyone take the holiday and just not come in. Here in Local 804, we have that. We have Black Friday as a union holiday. But, of course, of course, they come in and and and, and work that day. And they argue and they uh, say how bad the, the company has treated them all year round. This is the perfect day on Black Friday, not to take your holiday and take a four-day weekend. And there's a lot of locals out there that's not getting that, and that's crazy. So is how about Martin Luther King's birthday? Are they shutting down Martin Luther King's birthday for you guys, or are they working it? We don't know yet. Yeah, we were told um, when we asked about it, they actually... Uh, what our local was saying is, oh, we're waiting to see what uh, UPS's um, calendar looks like. Well, the rumor is so, going uh, around that UPS, this is a rumor. This is not yet confirmed. Uh, mm -hmm. This is what I'm hearing from uh, upper management, that they will be closing on Martin Luther King's birthday that day. They're telling management people that. But it's not confirmed yet. So don't take my word for it, guys. It's not confirmed that <laughs> they will be closing down uh, on, on Martin Luther King's birthday. But this Article 11 is also a violation of people that work from August 1st, 2019 before that. Is that in the same – you have the same language with that? Yes. I mean, it's, it's in the national. It's, it's, it's pretty much all the, all the language you see in Article 11. Is, right. I mean, technically the national. whole country has got to follow that. But I just, had um, a, I just had a blind moment. I, Go ahead. No, no, no. It's cool. Yeah, but – I can tell you, as far as our local, we've gotten different reports from different buildings. Um, but for the most part, 
the company has not followed the procedure of changing anyone that is Monday through Friday that's supposed to go into Tuesday through Saturday schedule. Right. That was hired after that that date. Um, and they're using that also to pretty much like what we were hoping is that we were telling the company as well as the local as soon as the contract contract was ratified, hey, you gotta start changing these people over, you gotta start figuring stuff out. Of course they had other plans and we believe as the local does too that they're purposely not changing the schedules around because that would probably show that many of the centers in our local are resolved and therefore they can't force them. But the, the company is just not following the procedures in Article 11. So this letter that they sent to the local uh, is almost a telling them, hey, you got to fix this right away or what? What? There's nothing saying that Whoa. what they're going to do. Uh, yeah, the you, unsigned letter. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is a, who who got who sent this letter. It says it says package division, and then it says two local three uh, six three nine, and then it says December six force of six day punch. This message is to clear up some of the misunderstanding of the language in Article Eleven. Damn. What is the misunderstanding on Article Eleven? I don't get it. Well, that's what. <laughs> We want to know. There's some confusion because there's a big finger pointing game between the local and the IBT when, you know, we should be pointing the figure at UPS, right? you know, not, not resolving the issue. Um, but based on the language in article 11, we believe that, you know, after 60 days, it says it should be referred to the co-chairs for resolution. The co-chairs being Sean O'Brien and, Natalie something, I, I forget, I don't remember what the UPS coach's name is, but um, the IBT has taken the position that they're here to assist the local and not actually resolve it, even though the contract language to me is pretty clear. And that's their misunderstanding, I guess. They say that's a misunderstanding on our part. And what are they saying, that, and what are they, uh, what are they putting down on the, on the grievance to just denying it and not explaining why they are violating article 11 well as far as the the grievance i the local put in a grievance um right at the end of the 60 days essentially you know the company didn't follow any of the procedures the the local pretty much had to beg the company to sit down at the table and because they were just the company was trying not to do anything with the local and they waited till the last second um, at that point, the local looked at it as, you know, the company's not trying to do anything. The 60 days has come up. They hadn't followed the procedures. Um, and the local put in a grievance, uh, all affected parties for the whole local. Uh, we never, we haven't seen the grievance. We just know it's referring to article 11. And then, um, myself and my brother, Carl, we wrote our own grievance that we've been sharing in our local and other locals that are being affected. Local 639 is not the only local. We just have the most buildings in a local, I believe, in my research so far, that have people being forced. But now, we have uh, Article 37 and 11 that we're having people put in weekly um, for being threatened with discipline uh, to coming out for six day. And uh, and and what are they writing on those grievances? The company. What is their response? <laughs> we can't get sent. We we have such a backlog of grievances on the center level. Really? Those grievances won't be heard till. Are you putting in Article 18? Well, it's in our local. Um, 
we have an article 18, which is a uh, grievance procedures and arbitrating. And they have within 24 hours to respond to each grievance or it becomes a grievance for article 18. You don't have that in your local. Like, mm, no, no. Wow. <laughs> In that, theory, there's supposed I, to you be know what? Last, five days, but there's no enforcement mechanism. The, the last show yeah. that I, I, I that it got fucking disappeared. I talked about the grievance procedure. The grievance procedure sucks. I'm gonna be straight. Oh out. no, we terrible. It, it, we propose. Uh, Carl and I had a. I mean, at our at the proposal meeting, we had a local six or nine for the contract. Um, myself, Carl. We had another member there. Um, I'm good friends with another steward. We we had the most pretty much proposals in the in the whole local for the contract and a good majority were penalty grievances that we would have liked to see in the grievance process to penalize the company for not hearing grievances because really at the end of the day the only thing the company understands is money and if you can hit them hard enough on the grievance process at one point it's going to be that they're going to have to hear them or they're just going to be paying so much extra money out the way but you know the grievance procedure was not fixed in this contract at all like there was nothing i the only thing that i really saw was that um a few extra arbitrators were added to different parts of the country but as far as uh, the atlantic area it's it's pretty much the the exact same thing that we've been dealing with and as far as hearing grievances i will say again in my research and people i've spoken with every building every center seems to be different um unfortunately at our in our center um, Carl and I, I've been a steward for just over a year. Carl's been a steward for a couple of years now. We regularly ask for meetings almost weekly and, uh, it's always pretty much the same bullshit. Um, it's either, okay, yeah, we'll schedule something for next week. And then it's canceled the night before we get a text message at 4am. And what is your BA doing about this? Sh- shit. She sent. She sends them emails regularly to have doc- everything documented that she's requesting meetings. Every la- uh, local level meeting we have, um, she tells the labor manager that Carl, Carl and I have so many grievances that are, need to be heard. Um, and I mean, in front of us, she's had these conversations, t- sends text messages to him, um, has spoken, even got the manager and the uh, labor manager together. I mean, so everything's documented, but it's just so many grievances. So you're saying, to catch up on. so you're saying you, they, you're up to the second step of the hearing, not the first step. The first step is the steward with the manager and actually the manager, if he denies it or settles it with you, that's the first step. So you're saying right. all these grievances are for the second step hearing? No, no, no. For the first for the step. Set, for the first step. What? Are you fucking kidding yeah. me? The company pretty much waits till December to hear all the penalty grievances. And then any other grievance we have referring to like any other country, like anything that are breaking the contract, be it harassment or whatever they, um, you know, we might be able to get one or two heard here and there and sent up. But, but usually if we resolve it at the center level, it takes months to do. They promise that they're going to fix the situation the next day they break it, we put another another grievance in. That takes a couple of months. Um, and it's just a lot of things don't get done. So we also So what is your procedure when they settle a grievance? Do they have to pay the, the settlement or take care of the settlement within ten days for you guys? Yeah, that's national language. Right. Yes. Yes. So but and, 
they've sat on most of them. I think we paid out um, in the last week and a half. They're on a. They have a. They always have a big rush, big time crunch at the end of the year because they want to pay it out in the fourth quarter. So I think we settled over twenty grand worth of nine fives in the last two weeks. But wow. that's the only thing we met on in the last two weeks. But then that's the combination. Yeah. And to give you an idea, last year, I became a steward um, August of 2022, and Carl and I put in, I mean, we put in a crap load of grievances. We were trying to get, like, the, kind of turn the, uh, pretty much change the mindset in our building, and we, we started getting more members active, getting them to put in grievances, everything from supervisor working, we trained people out to about nine fives, eight hour requests, uh, harassments, how to protect themselves. And we, we pretty much filled like a, I mean, files and files full of grievances, a couple hundred grievances. I probably have to say probably over four or 500 grievances in a, in a half a year. Wow. And they waited till December, uh, to go over the, the penalty grievances, the monetary grievances. They didn't even get a center level. They just got it up. It took a couple of uh, business agents and a couple of labor managers just to go over the supervisor working. And we were able to pretty much smack the company in the face with over 120 grand or 130 grand in penalties of supervisor working nine fives, uh, wage theft, stuff like that. And like what, like a two week span, but it took over half a year for those grievances even to see the light of day. Which is ridiculous. But. I I totally believe that the grievance procedures sucks. It should be fixed. It should have been talked about on this contract. It should have been something with teeth in it about how mm -hmm. these these this company just disregard the grievance procedure and the contract. The reason we have a contract and the reason that we put in grievances is because the company violates the, the contract. If the company didn't violate the contract, there will be no grievances. Everything, everybody will be happy. Everybody would do what they got to do. If it's a grievance here or there, you know, it might be a contractable he hearing or a 9-5 hearing. But it's, it's the, the thing is that this company knows the procedure. That's the bad part about this whole thing, that they know that it's going to take a long to be heard. And their 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 samples is your local. I mean, I never saw something like that. And my local, we do all have that issue right now because it went from a labor manager handling the second uh, step hearing to a division manager. And the problem I have with that, and I'm having a lot of problems with that, is that the division manager don't know the contract. So when you're sitting mm -hmm. with him, explaining to him what article his center manager has violated because the center managers here instead of writing on a company respond they write deny no explanation no nothing they don't know why they're denying it they just put deny that's 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 their ma mentality to do just write deny on the grievance so when i go to the second step hearing i used to deal with a labor manager that pretty much knew the contract if we talked about it because if you saw the violation of Article 37, Section 3, he knew what we were talking about. I go into these meetings, the second step meeting, if they show up because now they don't even show up. Uh, when I do go up to these second step meetings with a, a division manager, I sit there and I fucking don't know what the, he has the center manager next to him, him next to him. They look at each other. The center manager already denied it. 
So the district manager is looking at him to put a second deny if he didn't agree. It makes no fucking sense. And right away, right after that, I put it into arbitration. But let let me tell you something. It takes a long fucking time till that grievance be heard. And that's what makes the members not want to grieve. Because they say, it's going to take forever. Fuck it. I'll be fucking a millionaire by the time I get that fucking grievance. And that's why it's too early from the contract. But next contract, we have to uh, put a lot of big teeth, big teeth into this grievance procedure. This company has to pay for it's got to be a timeline that they have to correct this this issue. If they're not going to correct the grievance, at least correct the issue. Because if they're going to continue uh, violating the same article, which is Article 37, which is a big one, or Article, you know, the 9-5 list, or Article 37, Section 3. I don't know if you guys got that, but that's a national. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, people that's not being aware to, they're going to be ride uh, in 24 hours. They... This company always think of something new to fucking violate this contract. And the arbitrator should know that. The arbitrator should be re- looking at all, you know, all your grievances and saying, why is we have 100 grievances on Article 37? W- what's the problem here? You know, because if it was a one grievance for Article 37, the arbitrator said, you know, I, you know, whatever. 100 grievances or 1,000 grievances on the same violation the arbitrator should say you guys are not following the fucking rules in the fair bargaining units and that's it hit them with a fucking with a with a big ass fine and let them stop the bullshit but anyway i'm sorry to cut you off i get into it because it's driving me crazy it drives me crazy you're right right, man the grievance procedure has to be fixed a lot of these things have i mean as much as uh, we've been able to change the mindset and, and get people start to start like you know using their rights and pushing their rights with grievances, it's hard and it's well even with this four six day we we've gotten people motivated to an extent but now we you know we were in the the contract campaign Carl and I got people to look into the stuff we tried to explain to them what was going on in the contract we pushed our local. Um, and worked with them to do the practice pickets and get people involved. And a lot of people in our local participated because they wanted to change. They wanted to believe in this contract. And in our local specifically, the six day punch was one of the biggest issues. They fought for that. They thought that they had gotten that. And now that it's being pretty much just not enforced, it's abused. Abuse. Yeah. Abuse. And we were told someone, um, kind of leads us to the, at the end of the six days, when someone from the the IBT, which we were told we were told was was Johnny Sawyer at the time, yeah, he's um, that he, he said, hey, you know, your your guys gonna have to work now, grieve later if they were if they have an issue with it, grieve later, and they got to follow the grievance process. And you know, we had to tell the members that, and they were like, "What do you mean, like the process that takes a whole year to hear one grievance? Like, how much and, longer are we gonna have to work six days?" And later? what are they gonna get out of it? Are they gonna get any money out of it that they are working this six day punch? Uh, I mean, after the grievance heard a year, it's, it's not even a fucking money grievance. It's a violation of the contract grievance. So what are they? What are the members are gonna get out of that? Well, we're hoping our the grievance that uh, brother uh, Carl and I have put together. It's an article 11 and 37 because they are members are being threatened 
with discipline and and hmm. expulsion from the job if they don't come in on a four six day. So we're having members individually put in these grievances weekly, and we're going to push this as a harassment grievance and hopefully get a penalty out of it. Um, and we push this grievance in our local, a few other locals that are being forced. And, um, you know, hopefully when that does come, we can, we can make them pay for that. But again, that is still going to be way down the line. And the, the, the main issue right now is one getting the article 11 enforced in, in our local, but also, um, saving the morale and, and kind of where, where, where we've gotten a lot of our UPSers in, in the little 639. So Which, did, you know, have Sean O'Brien uh, uh, visit your local uh, on this? Any reply no. from Sean O'Brien or well, Fred Zuckerman or even TDU, the, you know, the lap dogs? So, so yeah, so there, there was a reply at, before that letter that they sent out. Um, <clears throat> we had... We had had various actions on Saturdays, right? Like having people file mass grievances. I turned in 25 grievances each of the last couple Saturdays. Um, and we had some signs asking, where is Sean? We've been asking Sean. The biggest ask we've had for Sean is to make a public, to publicly pressure UPS to settle this. And right now he's, he, they, they did appoint a special liaison um, to our local and he's been to some of the buildings um, and conveniently canceled when he was supposed to come to our building. So we don't know when he's rescheduling to come to our building. Is your locals the only one being forced into in throughout the whole United States, or, or, all the teams? So you're the only local that's being forced in on a sixth day? Do you know? No. No? no? no we're not. Chris, no. Chris knows the other locals, I think. Yeah, so I got a list. But um, so I've been doing – well – not just myself, a bunch of us, uh, my brother Carl, we got a few other guys in our group, and then uh, Teams for Mobilize, of course, came to, to help us as well. They've welcomed us and been trying to help us push this, but we've put a lot of um, things out on social media, actions or whatnot, and through those actions, I've been able to meet and speak with other members from around the country. So at, at least I, I, the list that I have, I think we're about six or seven locals that we found members from. Mm -hmm. Um, I know to the, to my knowledge, we have the most buildings being forced. We're a local 639 is a local of about 12,000 members, five to 6,000 UPSers. And, you know, as far as the RPCDs is pretty much all but one building, um, local, let me see, it was local 70. We, we had spoken to a member, um, 509, 391. 71. 71. And then I think the NorCal, too, we had spoken to somebody. Like This is all within conversations we had the last couple of weeks. Did so, you guys try to uh, reach out to uh, the lab dogs, TDU? We, yeah, so we, Carl and I actually, we, we are TDU members. And, uh, yeah. No, I'm only yeah, kidding. Um, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. No, nah, 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 <laughs> I mean, hey, uh, they, they do teach a lot, so that's what we, you know, we get from. But we, we have spoken to them on the subject, and um, we, I, somewhat, at least I, at the beginning, I was keeping them involved in what I was doing, um, not being told to, I was never told to, like, not do it or, you know, uh, in any way try to 
be stopped or whatnot, but I just mm-hmm. kept them in the loop to some extent. And they've pretty much just been, uh, I guess, keeping their, their ear to the ground. They haven't really said anything against, obviously they don't agree that the company should be forcing us, but, um, well, the they can't thing, do anything. TDU can't do yeah, anything. No, the only thing they could do yeah. is put up, you know, flyers and web on yeah. Facebook. That's the, that's what they're good for because they can't come into the buildings. They not, you know, TDU is not Teamsters. Mm. Uh, they can't come into the building and do anything. They only could send, you know, they they boots on the ground guys that that you know that mm-hmm. do anything for them and put out flyers. And that's what they were good at back in the days. And back in the days, they were good with that because when something was wrong, they put a lot of things out in social media. They put a lot of pamphlets out. They gave a lot of pamphlets. They put it on newsletters. But, you know, now you, you, to get something like that in is not is, is controlled. It's controlled. So they cannot. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that being said, like I, I mean, Thankfully, they we haven't been as far as TU. They haven't tried to like stifle. They haven't tried to stifle us, but and they haven't been that involved. We haven't been asking much of them on the subject anyway. Uh, but we, I guess, I was just trying to keep them in the loop about some of it. I was trying to have them or ask them, like you know, if they had known any other locals, things of that nature at the beginning when I was doing this. But a lot of what we've been doing for a short period of time it was just me, Carl, and like I said, some of my brothers and sisters and my local that we're trying to push this out there to make sure that it wasn't swept under the rug. Uh, I, I know the kind of the past, at least in my areas, the company and, and the Teamsters to some extent have always expected, like, I guess waited, just figured that we would be quiet. We you know UPSers are not known as like the biggest, like, shit starters in a lot of situations. We get no, a lot we of are. guys that I know. <laughs> we I, are. Yeah, well. But uh, my area, how's my your area, local we, executive board? How, how's your local executive board dealing with it? Are they helping you guys with fighting against this company on this uh, issue? Carl? Um, well, the the, um, the local the local is negotiating with the company on the issue and trying to get the IBT to help them. Um. As far as the public actions and stuff, we've done those on on your uh, own. With and we have been getting a lot of help with um, Teamsters Mobilize, and in fact, we have a survey, which is how we found out other people that are um, getting for other locals that are getting forced in. It's on the it's on the Teamsters Mobilize website. I'm gonna put the link in the chat so that. Um, but it's Teamster Mobilize. Uh, Teamster mobilize. Well, Jose's here. Dot com Jose? slash six six yeah six six dash punch. Um, and that's that's the that's the survey for people who are being forced. I believe so we can find out how widespread this issue really is. I believe trying to be- that you guys should do something before your start time with picket line or flyers or whatever the case may be to until for the company to get the pressure of the fact of they are violating article 11 and that all material stuff is not going to come it's expensive and that should come from the ibt and they should set up shop 
just like they set up the contract negotiation. Uh, let's if if you don't give us what we want, we're going to strike. And those are a lot of uh, materials that was being used during the contract. And now that the con the the company is violating this at hardcore and forcing you guys to come in on a six day punch, you know, for me, if I was one of you guys, I would be fucking so pissed off that you know I I was I was so good with you know with the contract being ratifying that we're not gonna work six days anymore, we're not gonna get forced in anymore. The contract is there now. And then here we are. The contract is already certified, uh, you know, ratified, and we are being forced to come in. I'll be fucking so fucking pissed that even though we rah rah with the contract, and then we are getting forced on a six day punch. I, I well, hold on, heck, the, I, the 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 brothers are 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 pissed off. You know, I'm in the same chat with them, and they are extremely pissed off on. You know what we were sold was a historic contract. What we were sold on was a four six day punch being uh being a strike issue. You know they're keeping it to the facts. You know, but I know they're they're pissed off. I've seen it. You know, so to say you know they're they're not pissed off. It's I think it'd be very inaccurate because they, they are. But they're 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 doing what they could and they're doing a lot. You know, they're are you doing giving more? I'm sorry. I'm I'm giving I'm giving credit to them for doing what needs to be done for the, for for the RPCDs in their centers. What was that? I'm saying I'm giving them credit oh. for the work that they're doing. Yes, representing and 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 educating those RPCDs in their centers. Well, they and telling they, them and, and and doing what they doing what the work that needs to be done. Yeah, what Carl's saying and and. Um, they, they're saying that they're putting in Article 37. Are you guys giving the 800 number ethic line to, to the members so they can call the mm -hmm. 800 ethic line to call and put in a complaint against the company that's violating them with the Article 37, threatening them that they will be discharged? Uh, all, that, all that paperwork and all that uh, follow-up will, will work at the end. I don't know. It should it should have never but, got to this point, but well, you know, go ahead. At the moment, I would say like my brothers have been doing uh, actions mostly on Saturdays. Uh, we're trying to organize more actions at the other buildings in Local Six Thirty Nine, and hopefully at these other buildings that in these other locals that are being affected. Um, my brothers were out there the last couple weekends. They had um, dry erase boards tables grievances um mock like uh draft grievances so people could write them down and we've been putting there you know also putting this out online trying to bring more attention we've shared we have group texts we've shared uh emails from the package division from ups phone numbers to the package division uh to the ethics line to um the complaint department at ups we're trying to make it as big as possible. And it's not, and we're not just getting the members. Like we're, we've had a few instances, but we're trying to get more than that. We're trying to show them. Like we've had uh, loved ones of teamsters that are being affected this by a uh, call, these numbers and complain kids. Um, uh, like I said, my, I can really speak for land. Well, I can speak from the knowledge of what we've experienced at land over in my building. 
some of us, not all, but some of us have been particularly affected for four straight years. I know that we're, there's no way we're the only Teamsters in, in the country that have had to go through that, but it was a consistent four years straight of working for, uh, six uh, for six days, and that that affects like a lot of us like, mentally. Is, isn't our it family a lab- lives? Isn't it labor law to have two consecutive days off? You guys are only getting one day off, correct? Mm. I don't know if that's in the labor law. I mean, U.S. Yeah, labor sure. law is notoriously weak. So, in the in the national, it's just some. It's got to be something that is two consecutive days off. Well, you would think. I mean, people literally died for this over a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. But but we're still fighting this battle in 2023, and people died for this over a hundred years ago. Have well, two days off and work eight-hour days. Well, we got a TDU guy here, Dan. Dan, you can answer that. Is there a law with uh, two consecutive days off? TDU, TDU, TDU. <laughs> so my understanding is it's not a labor law, but it is in our contract, at least in our portion up here. I believe it's in the national, but it said uh, five consecutive work days with two consecutive days off. But they've been ignoring that forever, and that's because a different part of the contract allows them to force in six punches prior to this contract. But I don't know why we're still having problems. My understanding with the six punch issues in the buildings that are still being forced was that it was negotiated in the contract, but there was some stipulation that after the ratification of the contract that the locals are supposed to discuss with local management on how they were going to handle staffing issues through peak. and. Some of the locals, or you're not blaming the locals, but some of the locals didn't get that done, and they're now being stuck with work in six-day force punch because they're uh, they would never came to an agreement on a local level as to how that was going to be handled. But um, I don't really know a ton about that. This is what I've heard. Well, thank you. I think that is the case, Dan, and you're right. You hit it right on the money because I think that is the case with the because. We had to, in Local 804, I had to come to an agreement that they won't be uh, forcing anybody in on the city. But we don't have that problem here, only that, not because they're not being forced. These guys come to work anyway on six-day punch. They, they love the money. They live over the means, whatever the case may be. But I guarantee you, if they were being forced, like you guys are being forced, they'll be making giving me the biggest headache and the whole local headache because they being mm-hmm. forced but because they are coming in on volunteering then and they and they come in not by one or two or three i mean it's a, a bunch of them that come in on on a six day punch and and likes that you know likes that money do you guys also have the 60 rule also in your local yeah that's 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 national language we have the 60 hour rule um but I think the biggest thing is UPS in our locals pushing an untenable agreement because what we've been told is that the two sticking points on the agreement is they want to use uh, reg temp drivers, which are known as like temporary cover drivers and other supplements outside of the allowed time. What do you mean? The SSTs? And, no, temporary cover drivers. They're essentially part timers that cover routes as needed. Oh, we don't have that here. Yeah, and we only have it for certain parts of the year. Mm-hmm. And the company wants to use them outside of that, which would be a violation of the supplemental agreement. And then the second thing is the company doesn't want to have a sunset clause on this. The company wants to be able to turn around and say, oh, we're short-staffed again next year. 
and we can force people. What? So they're you, pushing uh, exactly. They're they're pushing an untenable agreement, and and I don't think the local is wrong not to agree to those terms. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that would screw. I mean, uh, we really just do wish the, the local open. More the company's trying to keep the local like, loophole open. I'm sorry, yeah. you guys are talking together. What was uh, that? My bad. What was that? No, I mean, I, as far as me, I, the, the, the company's trying to keep the loophole open, like Carl was saying. And even if they can push this for the whole five years, this might be something they could maybe later use down the line in the next contract negotiations to, be, to make, try to make this like a more permanent thing, even more so since there's locals that would, would have it agreed to at the moment. But um, the other part of it was uh, – no, oh, man. Carl, I had lost my train of thought uh, explaining your side of this, but um, <laughs> but with the rec temps, I mean, yeah, they're they're essentially they're, they're making they're putting this agreement to it. Oh, it was the transparency. Honestly, I, I really wish my uh, local was a little more transparent, vocal about what's going on because I feel like now that the IBTs put this like letter out and kind of like kind of pointing the finger at the local and kind of putting them in a position like a kind of a fucked up position. It, it's almost like they're trying to force us to accept this like fucked up deal. That's going to mess up the membership. Like could mess up the futures of the Who, membership, like moving forward. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out something. Local six, three, nine was they a supporter of Sean O'Brien. Yes, they were, but they were, but they, the, our local took a position against the supplemental agreement. Right. And, and not, I don't know if it's related or not, but Johnny Sora used to be the co-chair of the Atlantic area. Johnny mm. Sora, the head of the package division, used to be the co-chair of the Atlantic area. John, I don't even know who that is, but uh, Dan, who's John Sawyer? Because you know, no idea. idea. You don't have no he's idea. The head of the, he's the head of the package division. He oversees UPS. He's the package division coordinator okay. for the IBT. Okay, so uh, I, I just don't understand how we're not uh, focusing on on the guys that are being forced into six day punch, but we are focusing on on uh, how to and how to enforce the contract. But I, I what I, I don't know what's going on here. I mean, we have a contract that we just signed recently, and all of a sudden we're now we're campaigning to how to enforce the contract. Uh, I, I'm I'm like lost now because it, we just signed a supposed to be a historical contract, and, and now we're uh, campaigning to enforce the contract. I mean, enforcing the contract, and I said, is by the grievance. That's how you enforce it. But the grievance procedure sucks, so we should tackle the grievance procedures. We should tackle the company with the how to go with these grievance procedures because telling someone just do it and grieve it is just this is what the company is saying to us. We're not saying it to the members. The company is saying it to us. Just grieve it. Just grieve it. Mm -hmm. Just grieve it. And they are getting over the fact that they know the grievance procedure, how long it takes how long is going to take the process? They're going to violate it. They don't care. We need to have some kind of penalty that they will care. Something 
Mm-hmm. We have to think of something. I mean, I, I and in top of my mind, I, I don't even know what can we do to to fuck with this company as far as the grievance procedures go. And the only thought that I have is that you know, even though Sean O'Brien said quadruple pay, quadruple pay, I think they they is tickled they tickled their tummy because they really didn't get anything. You know, like they did nothing happened. They still are violating the contract. Something has to happen. I mean, the three maybe if the violation is is from more than three members, uh, more than three times, uh, we should take a cease and desist type of move that that the arbitrator listens to the grievance right away, and if it continues going on, that we get a a cease and desist. So and then we can if they violate it after that, they we get to walk out with the cease and assist. I don't I don't know I don't know what what to do and and Sean O'Brien and 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 Fred Zuckerman and the rest of the executive board should think of something of what should be punished to the company by violating our members. I I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I mean, it's so I did. I, I go ahead, Jose. I did bring when Sean O'Brien was over here in uh, Southern Cal, and me and Comrade uh, Will, Big Will, were at uh, at his local. I think he came around December, a year a, a year from a year almost well a couple of weeks from to the date when I brought up, you know, we need to have a reopener with the right to strike, and tied to several issues. You know, whatever it may be, safety, technology, pay, the grievance procedure, whatever it may be, right? And then, and then that reopener with the right to strike if the if the corporation, because it's not a company anymore, stop being a company once the pub went, the initial stock to go the the initial stock to go public went public, and you know everything changed. We had shareholders rather than the Casey family. You know, you go hold that corporation accountable if they violate any of those agreements where you go into renegotiations and actually fucking strike but i was told that ha 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 you could be uh you should be in the negotiating you should be in the national you should be in a negotiating committee next time in a very like fresh it off kind of kind of way so you know they they who who said that to you sean o'brien nah let, let me tell you something you know, Ollie, and, no, they no telling me something. I was there. I, I'm I was gonna. I, I know you were there. I know you. I, I know you were there, know, and you took it story. as a ha ha ha. Yeah, okay, you're gonna be in the national committee. Yeah, ha ha ha. But the thing is this: I didn't like Sean O'Brien before he became the president of. I never liked him because he was with the Hoffa reggae, and I didn't like the Hoffa reggae. And they used to always bash, you know. TDU when I was involved with TDU and then Fred Zuckerman, you know, Fred Zuckerman was one of the biggest TDU haters. He had a, a license plate that said TDU suck in his motorcycle. And but he rode with the TDU and the officers, you know, did what they did with us. And Sean O'Brien was involved in that. But when Sean O'Brien, I saw Sean O'Brien make a turn when when he was actually bringing Fred Zuckerman involved with the negotiation the last time when he was the package, the whatever he was, the, the package director, 
And he wanted to bring Fred Zuckerman involved. And Hoffa said, hell no, you're not going to do that. And I'm going to fire you from, and he did fire him from that position. And that point on, when I saw, when I was at a, a unity convention, and when I saw Sean O'Brien, and they oust him. They oust him. Because there used to be a group of guys from the Hoffers. They always hang out at the Paris, at the bar. They didn't let Sean O'Brien hang out with them anymore when they fired him from that because he wanted to bring a, you know, Fred Zuckerman into negotiations. And when I saw that, I saw Sean and, and I didn't like him from the beginning because of the fact that he was with them. And when we talked for a while, I, I, I kind of, I believe what he's, what was his focus. So when he says to you, maybe next time you should be in a national, hold him accountable for it, uh, Jose, because I guarantee you, he will put you in the next negotiation. Ah, dude, I'm not, well, first off, if they want, the problem that I see with, with the Teamsters, whether it be local, local uh, level or the international or, or joint councils is they want, they reward loyalty over the work. You know, they want somebody to be loyal, not to question them, not to do anything, just to be loyal rather than have somebody that does the work that might question them. I say, well, that might not be the case, you know, because like, like what we call TTU, like some of us, you know, they're just the lap dogs. I call them that now. I they're call. not the watchdog. They're not the watchdog anymore. You know, but same I, thing. They, I, they, they, they want they want loyalty over the work. See, the thing if, is, even with the work comes with the, having a dissenting voice. I'm just getting tired of everyone like myself talking about TDU. TDU is a has been. You know, it's it's nothing. It's it's nothing to the Teamsters. To me, TDU is nothing to the Teamsters. There's no Teamsters. The only Teamsters are the Teamster members that go to their conventions and buy their membership. That's the Teamsters. But the run, the guys that are running it are not Teamsters. So I don't think, you know, they have any pull into our Teamster, you know, IBT. I, I don't I don't think so. I don't think they they even I don't know. But whatever. You keep saying that. So we are Teamsters. Right, correct, and you say loyalty. Who doesn't want people that's loyal to them? You do you want someone not loyal to you? I want somebody that does the work. I, I understand, do the work, have different, but I loyalty. loyalty I, okay, when I mean loyal, as in you need to be in the same wavelength, you need to say yes when I say yes, you know, you need to have this top down structure. If I give the commands. The commands goes goes downhill. No, I, I I don't I don't like that. I want to bring it out. I'd rather have a bottom a bottom up approach. If people disagree with me, fuck it, fine. It is what it is. But at least I know where their hearts at. At least I know they they're they're doing what needs to be what needs to be done for the rank and file. They have the rank and file in mind. Right. Not oh you agree with me all, all you know all the time. You know, well, I, that that I do not respect, and I and I, I don't, I don't, I don't respect that. Just hate, I just hate it. I just hate that you, you, ha you to move up in this organization. 
you have to be a loyalist. You have to be the lo a loyalist to the person that, or the people in charge. That's the way it is, you know. And then I, and I just I just hate it. It's a loyalist to the person I criticize when it's criticized needs to be done. I mean, but I, he still shakes my hand. He knows how I, I speak on the radio about certain things. And the ones that, that get all uh, bitched about it is TDU. They, they the one who don't like, oh, you can't talk about me. You can't talk about me. You're a hole in the fucking wall in Detroit. Stop it. You're a fucking little fucking hole in the wall. So any, everyone's going to talk about you because the, the problem is that you were the, the, the people's voice and now you're not the people's voice. So everybody that was loyal to the TDU, some people are loyal to TDUs. Dan is loyal. Uh, Greg is loyal. Uh, Rosario is loyal. Uh, that other guy on the other show is loyal. I don't know his name. The one with the hair that tried to run against his president. Uh, that guy, Dave, that's his name, Dave, forgot his name already. Um, they loyal to, to, to them, you know, but it's not about loyalty. It's about doing the job and getting the members involved. Fuck the loyalty. I don't give a fuck about loyalty. I seen Sean O'Brien walk into a room and everybody kisses the, his ring and I wait. And it happened here in local, in my local, that everybody, I, I walked into a, a, a room that he was in, uh, a center. They were kissing his ring. And that, uh, and then Sean says to me, he said, heck, you're not going to say hi to me? I said, I'm waiting till everybody kisses your ass. And then I'm going to come and say hi to you. Be, I see that. Yes, I see that. People kiss his ass. But I let me tell you something. I had a true one-on-one uh, -on -one with Sean, and he's a straight-up guy. And I would not forgive him for what he did with Hoffa if he didn't give me that talk. And he gave that talk to a lot of members out there when he was campaigning for to be the IBT president. He has uh, he got involved with Fred Zuckerman. Fred the Zuckerman. Someone with the hair. What was that, Dan? Oh, I'm sorry. I meant to mute my. Right. So. Uh, he uh he 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 talked to a lot of people and he said and he said to me and I told him I said you got to do what you're saying because if I don't see the things that you're doing then it's going to it's going to be bad because and then I'm going to have to set it out but everything that he's been accomplishing is things that he said he was going to do during the campaign he's doing it when he got elected He's been straight up to the to the. I mean, you might not like him, except for in the six day punch. The six day punch, that's the problem right there. That's the problem that I just heard about when Jose told me about it last week in the last show, and that was a problem. So that problem needs to be fixed. He needs to understand that you guys are in need of his support, and whoever else support. To get this for the members to understand that you wasn't left behind, that the contract was uh, was ratified, and that you're just gonna drag on to the five years. The the problem's happening now. So, Sean O'Brien, I know you listen to this show. These guys need your help in six three nine. They need your help. They can't get it. 
So I, I believe I I don't know where's six three nine at. Maryland, Landover, Maryland, DC. around that. DC. We literally delivered to the IBT. Wow. <laughs> Who's the president of that uh, local? William Davis. Never heard of him. But anyway, I I, I you know. I'll be pissed off too, and tell your members that you know it's understood that it's it's on the general membership meeting. You need to gather all your members and go go there to the general membership meeting. It's the members. Let me guess. The membership meeting is on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? Uh, it's on. It's on a Thursday at seven p.m. Oh, the wonder. That's not good. Lo- so you can only make it I if can't you got an eight-hour request. And you- Someone, he's trying to talk, but I can't hear him. You can only make it if you got an eight-hour request and you're not in Virginia. <sighs> that's, that's a problem. Because it should be a general membership meeting when people are off and could get to the general membership meeting for they could address certain things and certain bylaws or certain passing of, of bylaws and certain concerns, everyone should be there. And on the general membership meeting, do how many people show up? Anybody know? Um, anywhere between 20 and 40, and usually half of them are UPSers. 20 and 40 out of how many members in that local? Twelve thousand. Wow. Wow. That is a problem. What was the voting numbers in that in that local? The out, you know, the people that that voted. Do you know the numbers? Uh, I have it written down somewhere, but uh, I believe it was Proct- like under under two thousand for sure. Voting on what? Voting on the UPS contract? Voting in local elections? Voting in the UPS contract? Voting on uh, the IBT president? All all those kind of heavy duty votes? Uh, the executive board? Uh, the executive board? How long that executive board been there? Have they ever been challenged? This this slate this this slate has been there for fifteen years at least. Wow. And they never been challenged locally. They were challenged once, I believe. I don't know. That was before I was seen. That was before. I'm just saying. Though, I've only been at UPS for five years, so. So the executive board six. knows that running a a general membership meeting and getting twenty to thirty people out of a twelve thousand local. I think it's a problem there, and that is a big problem. Because if, if those 20, 30 people, uh, members are going there and they putting up new business and it's, it's if what's the voting like a two third of whatever's in the meeting or the whole local, uh, it's, that is if an executive board sees that, it, it, wouldn't they change it up and put it for a Sunday general membership meeting for then you could get more members in there and more involvement and more what the hell the local's going through? Well, we 
that being said, actually, we, we have proposed to the local, uh, well, there was three different things that brother Carl and I have proposed. One was at least trying to move it to like a Saturday, Sunday schedule where you might do it on a Saturday, one month and a Sunday, the following month that we kind of, cause there are people that work on Tuesday through Saturday or Sunday through, you know, trying to give everybody a chance to go. Uh, we asked that a schedule of the monthly meeting be put up in every union board throughout the local. Um, and that be updated like at least quarterly, like all the, the, um, the union boards, uh, maybe even like a text blast or email blast to like the whole membership. You don't have a union um, board in every building. We do. We do. Okay. But, um, a lot of them are, Outdated. some of them haven't been touched in years. Wow. Yeah, so we, we asked that, and we also asked for... Uh, Vinny Perone will go crazy if we don't post anything to advise the members what's going on in the local. He'll go absolutely AWOL that, um, that we, don't put, we, don't put, we don't give the stuff to the shop stewards to put on the bulletin board. So that's, that's crazy. That's insane. And, yep. But... Saturday is not going to work for you guys as a general membership meeting because you guys are being forced into Saturday to work and then you have the Tuesday to Saturday guys there. So you're not going to get, I think, a proper, it will be, you know, a Sunday. Mm-hmm. We, do hours on a, we do hours on a Sunday. We used to do it one week before with Shop Stewart's Oni and then we do it the next following week with the general membership meeting. But now... Um, Scott Damone and Vinny and all of them got together and we all agreed to have the shop steward meeting at nine o'clock in the morning on Sundays and then the general membership uh, meeting right after at 10 o'clock in the morning till 12 and it is working. It's working. People that are not working are there on Sunday. We only do it four times a year. And it works in our local. And I think other locals should think of doing the same thing just because getting the information to the members is the most important thing in being a Teamster and a union paid member. A union paid member has the right to understand what's going on in his local by the transparency of your executive officer and knowing what's coming and what to expect in a general membership meeting, the executive board is supposed to advise them of old news, president report, the financial report, how the pension is going, how every, how the funds are going in the local. And if you don't get to the general membership meeting, you have the right to call the secretary of treasure to make an appointment to see the books of your local, to see the 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 recording secretary's notes of any meetings that happen in your local, you have the rights to to those to everything because you call the secretary of treasurer, the principal officer, wherever whoever authorizes it. You make an appointment and you want to see certain books and certain. Uh, recording secretary's notes, you allow as a member to do that. You also are a member. You're a dues-paid member. That hall is your hall. It's not our hall, the executive board. 
We are there uh, working there because you guys put us there to work and to represent you guys to make sure that your 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 contract is not being violated and your rights are not being violated. That's what you voted the executive board to do there. But in the run, in the long run, you, the members, have every right to go to the union hall. You have the right. That is your union hall. You pay from your union dues. So you have the right to look for the bylaws. If you don't have the bylaws, if they don't post it on, your, on the website, you have the right to request for the bylaws of the union. The bylaws are what we're supposed to do in the executive board, what we are not to do and what we allowed to do you need to know that all members need to know that i'm just bugging out that your executive board is not doing it on a sunday when it's convenient for the members to get there i'd rather have it on a sunday and have two to three hundred members there than 20 to 30 members there you're not going to get the word out and i don't know they've been there for 15 years and only doing this and i don't know how the hell either they they don't get challenged or they just they they're good they're good at how they get their voting into the office because isn't it three years over there also every three years uh, i have to try i think it's every four two or three yeah it's like three or four it's I think it's three four years. years every three years yeah three it's years, gotta be three, three years because uh we're local office always three years our election is coming up now in uh 2004 for the ending into 2005, 2025. Um, you know, we're going to have people that might want to run against us and might not. Who knows? It is what it is. Everyone has, as long as you're paying the union dues and you're, you are in good standings, you are allowed to put your name in to bid. You can form a, a slate. You could, uh, how many, I don't know how many people in that, in that, in that slate there, how many, uh, Business agents. Need, I'm sorry. I think you need at least. I think you need at least like between like seven and ten to run a slate. To like run a slate in our area, right? Yeah, but I, um, altogether, it's uh, probably around that, somewhere around that that number. Right. So, you know, a slate, and if, to people that don't understand that, when you run as a slate, is combined votes plus your your uh, uh, individual votes. So if a, a whole slate gets a thousand votes, let's say, and by your individual votes, whatever, it comes up to 1,700 that voted for you guys. So if whatever slate wins will be with 1,701, they have one vote more. You, but you also could run as individual you're not, you know, I don't know how your local is, but individual, you can also run. You can, you don't have to be a slate. You can run as individual. You could run for the president of the local. You could run for secretary of treasurer. You could run against the recording secretary. The only problem is when you run individual, you won't have the slate numbers on you. So you'll have only the individual numbers. So let's say. You, you know, you run against a recording secretary and he comes up with the slate number, comes up to 1,200 and you come up to 1,100. He wins and he stays in that position because he has the 1,200 with the slate and you're individual. Now, 
if the slate is all there and you ran against him and you won that position, you be joining that slate to that position because you won against that guy with your individual votes. It's pretty hard. It's only it's only been done here one time with this guy named Tony. He ran individual and he won into that slate. Uh, but it's pretty hard to get, you know, depending on how many votes you want to get against that that person. So it's best to do a slate if you think the, the, the local is not doing the right thing. And I'm like talking over. It's 7.15. <laughs> I just realized that. But uh, yeah, but you, what do you guys want to say? Because you know, I'm gonna be cutting the, sh uh, the show short. Uh, what do you guys want to say? Because I can tell you this right now, Sean O'Brien do listens to my show. He uh, he told me at the convention that he wants to come on the show, but I told him I'm gonna give him a little break now because he's busy. I'd rather him deal with your guys' problem than come on my show. But uh, what do you guys got to say about? What do you want done and how you want to proceed in fixing this six-day punch? Well, I mean, as far as myself, I would love Sean to put out a public statement. I would like to – honestly, we just want the – we want this matter fixed. We want the six-day uh, to end. Uh, we don't want a president uh, set, set on this, like in the future of them trying to force another in during peak in our area or any other area. And uh, we just we want this done, and we would love that um, him for him to put a statement out, come to the local, uh, say something to the membership, anything, but something. We we would like some transparency and some help for sure. That's good. Uh, I just got to ask you one question though. Let's say they didn't force these guys to come in on a six day punch. Will you get enough? Would the company get enough volunteers to come in on a six day? Yeah, they would. Yeah, we absolutely believe so. Yeah. Have you tried it? Have you tried? They won't try it. They, they won't try it. They just so, keep forcing everybody. Yeah. So if they if they don't force the guys to come in on a six day punch, you guys don't. Well, we do it here. We do a Saturday list, extra list, and people that get on that list will be you know who wants to work on Saturday with their phone numbers. If case they need them, they'll call them from that list. Did you guys, did they try to not force the guys in and see how many volunteers they get in to, did you even approach the company with that at all? Well, we, in our building, we actually have seven people that consistently volunteer above the force line. So how many people they force? Well, currently they're for, for peak, they're forcing the entire building. Whoa. But before that, it was... About like forty five, on top of the Tuesday through Saturday people. So it, it doesn't for, make for, for twenty nine routes. For twenty nine routes, yeah. how, how many? How many are they working on Saturdays? They're, well, during the regular year, for for some months, it was uh, twenty nine to thirty routes. Uh, half of them were had less than eight hours of work. They solicited O fives, uh, so pay actual, and they were forcing above the. I think we have maybe, well, we had maybe uh, 15 or between 15 and 20 Tuesday through Saturday drivers. What do you mean actual? So you know how like we're, we're guaranteed eight hours. Right. On, uh, on, yeah. my, on your regular work week. Right. That's what they right. say. But I think so it, we, 
we write grievances on this. We, we do try to defend against this, but they promote, they solicit and, um, Oh five pay, uh, do pay actual to members. So if they work only seven hours or six hours, they get paid only four to the six or seven. And that's because the member agreed to it. Uh, a lot of, well, a lot of these members have been forced for four years so if they so, can get out. So you guys look at the recap, right? For Saturdays. If they post it or no, 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 half of it, you they have in it. Wait a minute, they don't give you they don't give you the recaps. Volunteer, they don't give you the recaps. They 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 post some of them on the on the board like they're they're supposed to. For a while, they weren't posting them at all, and we used to get them daily. Carl and I used to request them daily, and now they um labor and them have um and the and the management team have decided that. If we want our own recap, that uh, we that us the stewards have to put in a request through our business agent. She has to email it to labor, and they have to send it to us. I actually put in over fifty requests in January to cover every week of this year to counter that, and wow. I still haven't gotten almost any recaps for the whole year. I, I hate they to hide, tell you, they hide half of them. I hate to tell you that. Uh... All right, that's that's crazy. And with the recaps, I would have put in a uh, uh, guarantee eight hours on those O fives on everybody mm -hmm. that's uh, you know shorted up in eight hours. That's what I'm I'm doing here now. And also, yep. I will put in if the a member agree because the member, I mean, the manager always going to say, "Oh, the member wanted to leave." I always put in in Article Six, which is entering to a separate contract with the company. So. Uh, yeah. I have even at least I, I can promise you at least for Landover that we've been doing that religiously uh, for well over like a good year or if not more we do it every week wow. yeah, just to, to counter it and and they do like some of those grievances are being heard now um, but we do try to defend against that but if they're doing it in one building I can guarantee you they're doing it in more buildings and how many people are being affected and don't even know or are being saved? You know that's crazy. But hey, they do, but they do it every Saturday at our building. They 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 try to solicit that. That is nuts. That is crazy. Yeah. Uh, so Carl, you got 50, 60 people come in every Saturday or are forced in, forced on in. a regular basis, not even peak. Wow. So, Carl, your last words to say? Uh, thank you for coming on uh, the What the Heck Show. Uh, do you have anything to say towards what your six day punch? Um, yeah, I mean, I, we would love, we want, we want the IBT, we want Sean to be vocal like he was during the contract fight. We want him to put the blame on UPS. We don't want to see any more finger pointing between the local and the IBT. We're all on the same team. We want, we want the blame on UPS and we want it to be public blame on UPS. And we think that would help get it resolved quickly. I, I agree. Dan had his hand up. What's up, Dan? What's up? Hey, uh, just wanted to say that um, I wanted to give a shout out to Rob Atkinson, uh, who just won his nearly decade fight against UPS with the NLRB and retained his job back after almost 10 years out with full back pay. And uh, I'm actually doing a show on him and all he went through um, that'll be out either late tonight or early. So tomorrow. you're promoting you're promoting your show on my show. Okay, good, very good. So <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I'm also so he is, is he one again one in an RB case against he did, did he, uh, is he going to go back? Is he going to go back to package? 
Uh, they're in negotiations. He's on a gag order, so I don't really know for yeah, sure. Yeah, he's not going to go back to package because he got a job at the IBT. Who's going to do that? He ain't going to do that. I don't know. If I were him, <laughs> I'd go back for one day and do a victory lap and then go back to the <laughs> IBT, but who knows? <laughs> well, anyway, thank you for uh, promoting your show here. Uh, You're welcome. This is uh, the <laughs> What the Heck show here on Union Power Radio. We'll be back on next two Sundays from now. Uh, thank everyone for joining us uh, from 6... Three nine and explain to us about the force. Some people, you should be thinking about this. Are lucky that you're not being forced in on a Saturday. These guys are going through hell, being forced in on a six day punch. Uh, they are requesting that Sean O'Brien gets involved in this and put it is is in the contract. Uh, is Article Eleven, Article Thirty Seven that they being harassed and being disciplined for not coming in on a four six day punch, which is fucked up. And someone should get involved in this. The local six three nine should get involved. Someone should be telling this company that they are in violation and we're not going to take it and we'll back up whatever we need to back up to make this happen. That these guys don't get forced in on a six day punch. With that said, I want to say hello to all the haters out there from the haters link, Teamster link, that was talking shit about the show and saying that they don't know the host and and they don't, you know, I talk all about myself. Motherfucker, yes, I am going to talk about myself, motherfuckers, because you guys are nothing but haters and you're going to be haters. That's the haters link and Teamster link. That's where everyone hates their job, their wife their dog, they fucking union officials, the president, the the president's dog. They hate everybody, including myself. So <laughs> thanks to the all the haters. Listen, if you're not talking about me, I'm not important. So keep talking and keep talking your shit. Because here at the What The Heck Show, we do our shit the right way here. And we do it. And I got a little song for you guys. And I'm going to play it out. I want to thank everyone. I want to thank Dan. Listen to his show, the bi-weekly show. Uh, that's the only guy I will promote because he's real to the game. He's kept it real with me. Even though I fucking tell him all, he just still a real brother. Dan, thank you for being real. And um, I want to thank everyone for joining the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. Thank you. And here's a little song for you haters. Somebody call a doctor, man. Somebody call a doctor, man. It's like them haters out there got a sickness, man. They need to be Thank you for listening to the What The Heck Show. It will be on the uh, iPod and podcast all over on Spotify, iTunes. It will be all over. Hopefully, I don't fuck this one up. But uh, thank you for listening to the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. Peace out and have a great week. Why you twisting up your face when you see me? Hustle hard, stack paper.